This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Welcome to the GPL Podcast, episode number 151. <clears throat> well, boys, um, uh, I, I guess we could say it was another Jekyll and Hyde uh, weekend for our, our favorite team, the Gophers. Uh, Vigo, Friday night, uh, jump out to a two-goal lead, looking good in that first period. And then not much happened the rest of the game. Yeah, it was a really good start for them. I I liked the way that they got their their first two goals. You know, they were really attacking the net, and um, then you just saw that second period letdown that seemed to be an issue this year. I feel like the Gophers have been outscored in the second period by 12, 14 goals, something like that. Uh, it's been a difficult uh, twenty minutes for them, and it reared its head against Notre Dame, and and Notre Dame took advantage of it. Uh, I think Minnesota was leaning a little heavy on. Matt Robson, and you know he can't hold the 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 flood back every time. That's definitely the case, because um, uh, you know, like, and, well, Hammy, what do you think about it? I mean, great start, and then they just they fell apart. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just a matter of you know you, you're starting to feel a little bit too good about yourself, and you know you rest on your laurels a little bit. And you have to, of course, give Notre Dame some credit. I'm sure that they got a little bit tired of getting beat up by the Gophers, um, you know, given the first series that, that they had this year. So I'm, you know, I, I don't, it's hard to read this team sometimes, uh, you know, even from what, let alone one period to the next, I guess, if from one game to the next. And I think the only consistent thing we've seen this year is the inconsistency. So <laughs> tough one. Yeah. Uh, the inconsistency is pretty much where it is. I mean, we're seeing it, you know, whole games. We're seeing it half games. You know, like like you said, Vig, they started out really well, what they were doing well. And then they took the second period off, and then they couldn't recover. And then on the opposite end, you know, they do similar the next night. They come out doing pretty well to get 2 nothing lead. But they didn't give up the lead on Saturday. Yeah, and I think the key on Saturday was – not only did Robson play a little bit sounder, I thought, you know, the night before, it sounded like they were bad goals, but they're not goals that an All-American goalie is going to give up. Mm-hmm. You know, when the puck goes through you as a goalie, that's not what you're looking for. I think on Saturday, he looked really sharp. You know, he froze a lot of pucks. He moved calmly side to side. There were a ton of deflections on Saturday, and he gobbled them all up. It was like it didn't bother him at all. You know, you hear some of these goalies talk about, you know, I didn't have a chance on it. It got redirected. I didn't see it. None of that bothered Robson on Saturday, and he covered up a lot. And I think for this team to be successful in a playoff series, that's what needs to happen is he needs to be really sound like that, and they can win a lot of games when he plays that well. So what was Matsko's kind of summary of the weekend, you know, either, you know, this past Saturday night or just uh just today at the weekly uh 
media availability? Well, I think he was just happy to see the response on Saturday again. Mm -hmm. He was probably overly frustrated with Friday night, you know, just basically because they had the two nothing lead and then gave it away. And he felt disappointed in that and didn't think they worked very hard. And then Saturday, I think the fact that they stuck to their ground game, you saw a lot of times where Minnesota had the puck on the rush. There wasn't much there. They either put it deep and won the battle to gain possession, or they made a play entering the zone to, to buy some time and allow their lines to catch up. And you saw some some great plays where they'd have a possession down low and Tyler Nanny would come into the slot and capitalize on a scoring opportunity. Um, I think you saw later in the game, um, Scott Reedy got his goal, kind of a similar deal where there's a lot of pressure uh, put on by the freshman line. They continued it with that next line getting on the ice against the tired Nordane team, and they were able to capitalize there. So I think just that's the style that this team is going to have to play to be successful. Well, you know, you talk about how he was frustrated one night and then happy the next night. I mean, that's kind of been the story of the entire season, hasn't it? I, mean, I think so. I mean, I mean that's it, this team. They're just not good enough in transition to really dominate night and night, and so they have to play a really hard game to win. Right. It's frustrating, Hammy. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to our world, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, if you at least they have some control? What happens during the week? Us fans, we're just going to sit there and take it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's frustrating to watch. I mean, as our predictions we've had week in and week out, I mean, it's just really hard to read, um, you know, who they're going to do a good, good against, who they're not going to do a good against. Um, you know, I think, obviously, we have a team this year that's very kind of matchup dependent. Um, it's, it's not one of those teams that you can just throw out there against any style, against any team, and feel like you have a pretty good chance to win. This is one of those years where, uh, it's either hot goaltending or, you know, we have to have a good matchup in order for us to, I think, be a pretty competitive team and win against pretty good teams. But, Hammy, that, that's kind of one of the reasons why we've been a little more positive at times this season is that we've seen this team play really well against good teams and done the right things on the ice and on defense and in goaltending. And then we see them just totally lay an egg another night. So I think that's where the frustration is because we've seen this team do really good things. And you know what they, you know, they, you know, Penn state might be their kryptonite, but they did beat them four to one in one of the games this year. So we know we, they can play with them. And I think that's where all the frustration is from, you know, us and from the fans is that we know this team can do well. We just want to see it. Well, I, I, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's, Sometimes we get lulled into believing that the the team is better than it is, depending on the actual <laughs> team that they played in the matchup. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like you think, oh well, that was a good team that we just beat or that we played pretty well against. But it's also a matter of you know how does the matchups work? It's just not one of those seasons where we're all accustomed to just saying, yeah, they can beat this team, they can beat this team, they can. You know what I mean? Where you could just say, well, doesn't matter the style, doesn't matter how the other team comes at us. Uh, we can take it and we can still win. And it's just not one of those seasons. It's it's just one of those things where if it's not the goalie playing great, we really have to hope that um, we connect with, uh, you know, their style of play. Um, if, if you're listening live, you know, you could always uh, 
you know, send us a, a chat message in the Mixler uh, chat window, which many of you do, or on Twitter, just use the hashtag GPL podcast. We'll try to get to him. And uh, Jess27 uh, says, you know, he's got to talk about one of the things that I know Moscow talked about this weekend. Nanny being physical was much needed. We need more of that. But uh, Moscow was really happy with the way Nanny played, especially Saturday night Vigs. Yeah, I think they've really found that they have four defensemen they can count on to play a lot of heavy minutes. And Nanny and Brinkman's been a really good pairing. You know, Brinkman's done a great job of not making mistakes. You almost don't notice him on the ice sometimes, but he plays heavy and with some grit in those battles. And he plays with just enough physicality to, to win those. And I think he's also covering up for Nanny a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, closing off attacks so Nanny can shine with some of his offense. I think the big thing with his play this year is he's picking his spots a little bit. Um, I've got my part three of my series on Gopher Hockey right now that I'm working on. And one of the plays on Saturday night uh, that he scored his goal on you know, there was a moment before he stepped into the slot to take the pass that Gates had the puck behind the net. And you could just see Nanny wanted to go. And he held back and drifted back to the blue line. And then when the next opportunity came, he jumped at it and capitalized. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that a lot in his game right now. Is he's, he's better at picking his spots, and he's not going all the way to the net every time. You know, he's joining the rush as the fourth guy, you know, late being pretty dangerous and uh he's playing good hockey right now you know he lays the hits when he needs to and you know he's he's getting them in the transition quickly and i think their structural changes that they made um last couple weeks has has helped his game a little bit they've kind of hid him from the forecheck a little bit allowed him to get to pucks you know without somebody right on his back and that's helped their breakout quite a bit so where the split left us for the weekend is it, it left minnesota uh with 36 points, uh, second place in the Big Ten as of right now. Um, but, of course, their Big Ten season is now over, Hammy. Um, but considering how it was a few weeks ago before going to Ohio State, uh, they're in pretty good position. And they did at least earn home ice for the first round of the Big Ten playoffs. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure that the people at the U are happy about that, certainly. Um, <laughs> Definitely. You know, so, I mean, I think it's a good thing. I, you know, it, what, it, once again, it, I think the playoffs and whether we get anywhere as far as getting an NCAA berth, it's really going to be, I think, matchup dependent and how well our goaltending is. And um, I don't think that any of us are – I mean, I, I honestly can't say that I would be shocked by anything. I mean, whether <laughs> they get beat in the first round or they make it all the way through and somehow get a berth to the NCAA. I wouldn't be shocked with anything because it's just been that kind of season. Now I would be more likely to say that, you know, they get through the first round and then probably get beat, but um, you just never know with the way things have been going. Well, it kind of comes back to what you just said there, Hammy matchups. Um, uh, Viggs, I could see Minnesota if they, if they play maybe uh, a Wisconsin or even a Michigan, Michigan State. There's still there's still so many things that could still happen. Um, that you know they could play them on home ice, get that advantage, and you know what? They know they can win at Notre Dame. They know they can win at Ohio State. Um, they, they know they can win at Michigan. They know they can win at Michigan. You know, but like it, it's just we just won't 
have a clue what's going to happen until at least Friday night. Um, there's just so many things that can happen with you know the, with the standings where Minnesota ends up. Um, uh, it, it is kind of a mess right now, Viggs. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Someone, I think it was uh, Jess Myers asked Tyler Sheehy how it felt to secure home ice, and the first thing out of his mouth was, "You know, it's awesome. I'm glad we're not going to Happy Valley." <laughs> you know, I think I think that's in their head that going to Pagulaisaria is not a good matchup for them, and they know it. But at the same time, you know, they talk about having these teams come to Mariucci and play on the big ice, and they feel really confident in that, and uh, it's a huge advantage for them right now. Uh, it's it's a huge advantage, but you know what? They haven't swept a team all year long. I don't think they swept a team at Mariucci the calendar year of 2018 uh, at home. Uh, so... Uh, well, have, there just haven't been a lot of splits in the Big Ten, you know, besides Minnesota going to Ohio State and going to Notre Dame and sweeping on the road. Yeah. There haven't been very many in the Big Ten as a whole. And, you know, we were talking with Jeff Jackson after the game on Saturday, and he said it's going to be an interesting weekend for the Big Ten because he thinks there'll be a lot of games on Sunday. Eastsider wants to know, does U of M have any say on who does their games on TV? I might be old school, but I like play-by-play guys that actually call the game, and McLeod and Clymer are brutal. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that you has some say with it, but uh, it's really all up to Fox, and at least on that in that case, it's up to Fox who's going to call the games. And um, I don't really know what to say to that, Viggs. <laughs> he's he's not happy with that. Well, a lot of people have been on Clymer for a while, and and I, I'll admit that McLeod is a uh, and we liked his play-by-play a long time ago, but he's kind of lost quite a few steps. So uh, I think it's just frustration with TV overall. Yeah, there's always a lot of frustration on TV, and there's only so much you can do. You know, it's not going to be the same two guys every Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And even in the old days, it wasn't every Friday and Saturday at 7 o'clock. It's just, you know, they're playing in Denver and CC and Anchorage. There are other things going on as well, so... It's uh, not as good as uh, it used to be, and it's probably you know, <laughs> not people's as perceptions as well. of what it used to be isn't as good as it was. Yeah, so. that's that's definitely the case. Well, I even heard Lou Nanny on uh, Burrow this week lamenting the old TV days, and I'm just <laughs> like, Lou, you should know it was not always always seven. Yeah, yeah. people have selective memories. Uh, that's just how it is. Selective memories, and that's about it. You know, one thing that is uh, has been set, you know, we don't have the teams yet for the Big Ten tournament, but we do know that Minnesota will play that first game Friday night at Mariucci. It's at 6 p.m. start. Um, Saturday would be a 4 p.m. start, and if it comes to Sunday, it would be a 4.30 p.m. start. And people are going to complain about the times and that too, but I'm guessing it's all because of television. You want to see them on TV? you got to change the times around. Just like watching the Vikings. <laughs> you know, you, they play at all kinds of different times, too. So yeah, they play I, on Thursday. They could play on Saturdays at the end of the year. They could play at noon. They could play at 3. They could play at 7. They could play at Monday. <sighs> it's all for TV. It's all changed in the uh, last 15 years. I can never find the goal for basketball team. They're on so many different networks um, and so many different times, so many different days. I don't know how people keep track of that. Oh, that's right. There's a guide. You can find the games. That's it. <laughs> but you know, hammy people are gonna bitch. You know, four p.m. start on Saturday. 
that's that's not right. No, well, I mean, uh, you're not going to please everybody. You know that. I don't get into that stuff because it's just it's old by now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I understand that people like what they like, but the reality is is that things are not always going to stay the same. You just kind of have to adjust with the times and make the best of it. And hey, if you can't watch it when it's live, you can always DVR it and you know watch it at your leisure too. Yeah. So whatever, it's not that difficult. It is not difficult at all. So. Uh... Well, I want to get more into the you know what's going to happen in the Big Ten this weekend and how it's going to affect next weekend, uh, and then also a couple more questions we've had, seen on Twitter and and the Mixler chat. So if you got more uh, questions, send it to us. I know Mote's already wondering, is this overtime yet? No, Mote, we just started the show. It's not overtime yet. He's just pissed because he missed it last week. So you got to tune in live, Mote. Got to tune in live. But before we get to that, well, let's hear from our sponsor. VintageMNHockey.com is a proud sponsor of the GPL podcast. Well, what is Vintage MN Hockey? Well, it's kind of the place to get all of your history of Minnesota hockey, from the pros to the minors, the collegiate teams, to even the high school teams. All information about any of those teams can be found on VintageMNHockey.com. They also have great interviews with some historical Minnesota hockey figures like John Mayasich and Lou Nanny, Glenn Sonmore, some of the greats of Minnesota hockey. So make sure you check out those interviews. It's a really great thing. But as like I always say, I think my favorite part is the store. The store, you can buy a custom historical jersey from the Gophers or the Bulldogs or some of your favorite high school teams. And if you do make a purchase, just use the code GPL podcast, all one word, and you'll get 10% off your order. So make sure you visit vintagemnhockey.com and follow them on Twitter at vintage MN hockey. Well, like we had just been discussing, uh, uh Viggs, the, the big 10 is a mess. We do. We know that Minnesota has secured all mice, but below that, I mean, uh, we've got teams who could still drop out. We have teams that could still pop up. I believe even uh, that Wisconsin can still even get home ice if if weird things happen. So, uh, how do we? <laughs> is there anything we can do but just kind of wait and see what happens, or what do we want to happen here? Well, you know, I think it's going to be fine for Minnesota. Whatever happens, we know Ohio State's going to get the bye. I think what you're kind of hoping for is that, you know, the the teams that are kind of at the top of the conference with them lose, putting Minnesota in the best chance to host a second-round game. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're hoping for. So I think you're hoping for, you know, the Notre Dames and Michigans to fall on their face this weekend and, and, you know, drop down and push Minnesota up a little bit. Well, the interesting thing is, you know, Wisconsin is is, is hosting Michigan. Um, so that's but Wisconsin can get you know right back up there in points. They can't catch Minnesota. Penn State is going to Notre Dame, the team right behind. The, the only problem with that is, is like you said, if uh, Penn State does take out Notre Dame and uh, Wisconsin takes out Michigan, that means Penn State could would could jump Minnesota. And which would cause, which could possibly cause Minnesota to go to Happy Valley on a second weekend, couldn't it? It could. And I think <laughs> that's one of the scenarios you want to avoid. Yeah. You know, Tyler, he jumped right to it. He's like, I do not want to go there, basically. <laughs> so I think if you're a Minnesota fan, that's not where you want him to go, especially for a one game series where anything could happen. I mean, all in all likelihood, I mean, if you, if you want to avoid Penn State, uh, 
<laughs> you're, you know you're, cheering. <laughs> you're cheering for Notre Dame this weekend. Yeah, maybe, but uh, oh, Hammy, you don't want them to avoid, apparently. Well, no, I just I don't like hearing that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like if you are a competitor, don't why not? I mean, I'm not saying that you want the toughest road necessarily, but I, what I'm saying is like take on the challenge. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? You should be pissed off and say to yourself, you know what? We got our butts kicked there last year. Let's get some revenge. Let's do. Let's get them back for it. Let's. You know, I just. I don't know. I just don't like hearing that kind of talk out of my guys on my team. Like we want to avoid a team or whatever. It's like if you're a real competitor to me, you don't shy away from those kinds of challenges. I'm not saying, yeah, you want. Like I said, you don't want the necessarily the toughest road. But if it happens, it happens. You don't want to like shy away from it and talk as if you know, ahead of time, like, oh, well, I don't want to be going there because, oh, my God, we're just going to get our asses hand to us <laughs> if we go there. I mean, that's the mentality that you're kind of hearing. I just don't want to go there. And it's like, screw that, dude. If you're a competitor and, you know, let's battle it out. But I don't know. Maybe that's part of the problem that we've been seeing here in, in the last couple of years is we just don't have that mentality. What do you think of that, Viggs? He's, I think he's got a pretty good point. I mean, you're, well, you're, 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 already, sh- you're already showing fear. The- you're already showing fear of going to a the, place. I just think the players have already put it out of their mind that that's even a possibility. And so I don't think they're thinking of it like Hammy's thinking of it. You know, I think they're looking at the, the standings and they see Penn State near the bottom and they haven't really put it together that if Penn State were to sweep, they would jump ahead and then they would potentially be a, an opponent on, uh, on the road. And I don't think they're thinking like that. I think if that's the matchup that comes, you won't hear them talking, oh, this is the matchup we didn't want to have happen you know they'll they'll refocus themselves but i think you know it was motivation for them to to yeah. win that game on saturday to to make that a small possibility of happening so uh jess is mentioning he, he heard you on the radio this saturday you you were on with frank and wally during uh the saturday game there Viggs. Yep, I was on during the uh, first intermission and we talked a little bit about what i've been writing about this year we mm-hmm. talked about you know, the gopher season, how it's been under Moscow, and then how crazy the Big Ten's been this year. <laughs> you know, I, I'm really surprised how poorly Wisconsin's played this season. Um, and nothing else has really surprised me. I thought Ohio State might be a little more consistent, but these teams have been beating up on each other. If it wasn't for their poor non-conference records, I think this league is better than it looks in the pairwise. Well, we all know Minnesota would be better than pairwise if they won two really important games. <laughs> It's, it's really a frustrating season when you look back at it that way, but <laughs> it is. But it, it is what it is. They've they've earned their fate. Exactly. Um, Frozen Four Champ says, "Can't wait till some kid blows up at the state tourney and some Gopher fans want to sign him ASAP." I know you're a big favorite of that, Hammy. Well, I, I see. <laughs> I, people are just trying to get under my skin and get me going. I see how. Yes, every single year it seems like we always have. Some random kid who's off the radar who blows up at the state tournament and Pat White. inevitably, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, inevitably we hear about are the Gophers recruiting him. Why aren't the Gophers recruiting him? You, you know, I mean, we. It's like every. I don't know. It seems like every year, and I know it's sort of become a running joke on GPL for some people <laughs> now. And I'm sure there'll be some person. Maybe it's going to be some newbie that pops on there and starts asking that stuff or. Somebody will probably just create an account to just ask that question to kind of get people going. But, um, yes, uh, but, you know, I, I guess I can't say I blame people. At least they're interested, you know, and that's cool. 
<laughs> but yes, that shouldn't be why you would ask that question. <laughs> Over on Twitter, uh, Sky Ura wants to know how has Don Lucia been? His contract is almost done. Is uh, uh, is he planning a big expo with Vigo? Expose, sorry, expose with Vigo. <laughs> you, you gonna try to get really Don? Gonna the get, Don try to get style. You trying to get Don on the record for to say something? <laughs> You know, maybe I'll touch in with him as his days wind down here and find out what's next for him. You know, he's enjoying being a, a grandfather with his kids. I, I saw him at the Notre Dame series with his family up in the club room and wearing a Notre you know, Dame he jersey. Looks like sure, a, right? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He had his he has gopher gear on. He's trying to fundraise. Yeah, but uh, he he looks happy, fit, healthy. You know, he's got the weight of the world off his shoulders, and life's probably a lot easier for him. These days, <laughs> I'm sure it is because uh, you know it's it, it is a stressful job, and I'm guessing Mr. Moscow's just figuring that out. I mean, he knew it was bad, but uh, you never really know until you're in in the chair. Yeah, I think Bob might be just a little more comfortable just being out there and and dealing with it. I think Don maybe underestimated how big the microscope was, and you know that certainly wasn't his strength. You know, being out and engaging with people. I think Bob, you know, handles it just a little bit better than Don did. And uh, even Bob's surprised, though, at the demands. You know, you just look at media days, you know, all the requests for interviews and the national media and the TV and the radio stations. You know, it's quite a bit. It's definitely more than St. Cloud State would attract, oh, even yeah. as the number one team in the country. And and there's definitely more people there on media days than typically game days, aren't there? Because they're out getting their stories. That's you know, it's kind of how things are. I mean, I usually see a lot of people at media days that you don't see on the weekends, right? Yep, and that's just the way that's just the way the local media works here. You know, because the the weekends get a little bit busy with the pro sports, so you know people are working ahead as much as they can, and um, there is a big microscope on how things are going. Well, there's some truth there. So, Big Ten is out of their out of their hands. You know, whatever happens this weekend, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we will probably we'll have a better idea Friday night. Obviously, after uh, the games happen, well, where Minnesota's going to end up, I believe there's. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Is there any way they can still finish second? There's some weird convoluted things, but I think uh, I'm not even sure they could. With, I don't, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure they could without you know either Notre Dame or Michigan getting up there. I'm, I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a scenario like if Notre Dame gets some some ties in there or something, but I think Penn State can jump up there as well. So mm -hmm. it's going to be hard for them to get any higher than third, I think. And, and how – do we know what the tiebreakers are? Or is, is head-to-head any part of that anymore? Because I know they, they – I've been hearing – you know, conference wins are first or something like that. But what is the criteria? You know, I'm I'm not sure. I think it's head-to-head -head if it's just two teams. But okay. I think when you're looking at it, it can get into a three-way tie, and then it starts getting complicated. Yeah, because there, there's a couple scenarios where, you know, Penn State jumps up and Penn State gets, you know, points this weekend. Notre Dame gets their two points, and there's three-way tie with Minnesota and and whatnot. Yeah, because I think wins wins are a tiebreaker if you're tied in points, you know, and um, <laughs> so 
it's a mess. It's complicated. Yeah, it's a mess, and uh, we're not. We're just not going to be able to, uh, to to figure it all out right now. Uh, so, did the Gophers officially crap can the gold diagonal jersey? According to Jess, did they get rid of that jersey? We haven't seen wear Gophers. it here for a while, so. I don't even remember I'm anymore. Guessing what I know about the jerseys is that if that was the decision, they probably took off all the lettering off a jersey and put on the M. So I don't think they have a fourth <laughs> set of jerseys based on what I know. I think they just have the three sets. And so what they would have done is they would have had the equipment Lee take off all the stitching and, and redo it. Oh, so they wouldn't buy another set. Yeah, that because that'd be too expensive. They can they can't afford that, so well, they can, but it wouldn't be good for the books. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we know they can afford a lot of things, but they're not going to because of uh, leadership above them. Um, and that's a whole other fiasco. Uh, but this weekend, Jess, Hammy, I, will, oh, Jess, I will try to find out officially for you this weekend. <laughs> if that's what they did. Uh, but, Hammy, this weekend we've got a brand-new team playing Minnesota coming in, Arizona State, and uh, – you know, usually when there's a new team that move up from club within the last few years, you know, you get to kick some ass. But uh, uh, this Arizona State team is not to be taken lightly and right now are pretty much in the tournament if they don't really screw the pooch t- towards the end of the season here. Well, yeah, and as far as predictions go, um, <laughs> I, I asked I asked for feedback from the lady, and she's <laughs> like, she's like, Arizona State has a team? <laughs> So apparently she's still in the old school mindset that, you know, she didn't even realize they had teams. So I have got nothing this week, but um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly you got to give them props for being able to, you know, kind of get in this position after, you know, only being around a short period of time. So, um, you know, obviously it just kind of goes to show if you get your ducks in a row and you kind of get things where you need them to be, you can be successful. And I mean, there's no excuse when you see a team like Arizona State in the hunt for things that there's no excuse for the Gophers not to be in that kind of a, you know, as good, if not better, a position, you know, year in, year out. I mean, we know it's not going to be perfect all the time, but um, there's just really no excuse when you have the uh, facilities in the school to recruit great players to to not be in that same kind of a position. And uh, it's a little embarrassing in that sense. So um, maybe that. The Gophers will take some inspiration from that and uh, do well this weekend. Well, one thing that Arizona State has, has done, Viggs, is they've attracted a few, uh, good, quite a few good players. But uh, when it comes to their program, they still have a lot of things to do. I mean, they're they're still playing in an arena smaller than you know the Bloomington Ice Garden right now. Yeah, I mean, for them to be a real program and get accepted into a big conference like the Big Ten or even Hockey East, as I saw somebody theorizing, you know, they're going to have to get a real building that they can establish a season ticket base and establish a program. Um, You know, people are going to be attracted to playing hockey in a warm weather spot. You know, the Arizona State campus is a nice place for a a young hockey player to go spend a couple years on their craft. But, uh, I, I do think they Penn stated themselves into their pairwise position. You know, you look at their <laughs> schedule. True. You know, they haven't played a particularly difficult schedule. You know, they have played Ohio State, but they got swept. Um, they played Penn State. They split. You know, they played Harvard. 
they, they split that one. You know, other than that, you know, they haven't played a whole lot of great competition. So I think they've done what they've needed to do to put themselves in a good pairwise spot. Um, but how good they are, it's really hard to know, I think. Well, we'll find out this weekend, and we'll find out which Gopher team shows up to play them. But I believe it's it it's coming, it's coming close to thirty years since the last uh, non conference affiliated team has made the tournament. Vigs, uh, I think it was Alaska Anchorage way back in ninety one or somewhere around there. Yep, and then I think college hockey was just a little bit different than too. It definitely was I mean, the. Yes. the the depth of the player pool, we talked about this with Bob Motzko today, is just so deep. You know, never have the junior leagues been so successful and produced so many college hockey-ready players. You know, there's probably more hockey players in the country right now than there are Division One scholarships. Yes. So I just think it's it's made it easier for a program like Arizona State to become relevant really quickly. You know, you look at their roster, you know, there's a lot of you know, 94, 95 birthdays on that team. So that's, you know, 23, 24, 25-year-olds playing college <laughs> hockey. And they're a big team that's physical and aggressive and likes to forecheck. Uh, that's been a bad recipe for Minnesota this season to play a team like that. But it's made Arizona State successful. You know, it's a team you can't take a night off against because they're going to be in your face. Well, that's comforting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you well, know, I mean, and I, that's I, why I'm Bob Motzko's changed the structure of this yeah. team is to buy his defenseman a little bit more time to use their skill. You know, when they go back and they're panicking, it's not a recipe for success. But if they get a little bit of time and space to make the right reads, you know, this team can be more successful, especially if they use their ground game and uh, buy some recovery time in the fun zone. By the way, Frozen Four Champs did a. Uh post a long description of the tiebreakers and it was too long for me to read. Sorry. <laughs> but basically, you know, East said saying, you know, Minnesota, you know, Ohio state's locked into one. Minnesota is pretty much locked into a three or four seed, Michigan, two to six, Notre Dame, two to five, Penn state, two to six, Wisconsin, five to seven, uh, Michigan state, six to seven. But so basically it's still a mess. <laughs> That's just how it is. I mean, when you can see a team like Penn State or Michigan, they can be either second or sixth after this coming weekend. Uh, that pretty much tells you that uh, it's just a jumbled mess. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't really know what else to say about that. Um, Motes already uh, says we're doomed this weekend, Hammy. Doomed in what doomed. way? Uh, he's just saying we're doomed. Well, I think when I brought up the point that Arizona State's a big, heavy team that likes to forecheck, I think that uh, <laughs> put it the dauber down on Mote. Definitely. Just wants to know, will Arizona State have a conference home game anytime soon? I'm not sure what he means by that. Or maybe he means uh, when will Minnesota go down there and play? Will they, will they, no, will they move to Hockey East? Will they move oh. to WCHA? Will they move to NCHC? And I think it all depends on when they get their building yeah. figured out. Once that's finalized, they become a much more attractive yeah. piece of a conference. Yeah, I, I would agree with so, that. But TBD. Do we know about Minnesota going down there? I don't know for sure yet. I haven't gotten my uh, Freedom of Information Act request fulfilled yet, but uh, <laughs> we should find out soon. I, Road, I, I heard Bob Moscow say that Arizona State has uh, no problem scheduling 
home and homes right now with other teams. I I wonder why. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, Minnesota still travels well. Um, so with a tiny arena, that that would, might be a tough ticket to get, Vigs. Yeah, it's a really small place. You know, it's it'd be like going to the super rink almost for a game oh, and trying to get in there. You know, that's what it's like. And they've they've kind of got a press box that's kind of pieced together right over the benches. Uh, Jess Myers went there for a game when he happened to be in the area. And he's like, you can hear everything going on on the bench from the press box. <laughs> so it would be an intriguing place to go cover a game. Yeah, just don't just don't repeat what's said uh, in the in the. <laughs> In, <laughs> on the bench on a podcast like I did. But, uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> so what happens this weekend then, guys? I mean, you got Arizona State coming to town. They're uh, maybe an inflated record because of who they played. But, you know, uh, Hammy, uh, Minnesota's got to be concerned because this is a similar team to how Penn State is. They just go after you. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to claim to be any kind of expert on that because it's not like I see a, a hell of a lot of Arizona State games. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I do think that uh, it, it's kind of a, a series where the Gophers should be able to rise to the occasion. I mean, it, it is a little different when you play, um, uh, you know, in a very large rink like that, and for them to come up and um, have to kind of go through all that, and of course the weather changes and. All that kind of good stuff. It's it's not exactly a a, pleas- a pleasure trip for as an Arizona team to come to Minnesota in February or March. I guess it, it'll be at that time. But um, I think um, God, I don't even ever want to. I don't wanna ever want to say sweep with this team. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll go with a, a win and a tie. I, I just I think the Gophers will come up on top. But uh, I, you know, maybe one of those games just isn't kind of happen quite as well as the other game does. All right, Viggs, don't let me down here. This team is a brand new team. I don't care where they're ranked. Gophers got a sweep, man. I think we get a sweep, and Ooh. I think uh, Shearhorn gets a shutout this weekend to tie get, get, Wilcox for the school record. Maybe Shearhorn should go both nights. Don't think we'll see that happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think so he either. wants to keep both goalies, you know, in the in the rotation here for this weekend, you know Moscow did say he went back to Matt because he played pretty well against Notre Dame and just had a lot of confidence in him, and that paid off on Saturday. Yeah, um, but I think we see both goalies get a look this weekend. You know, Shearhorn could be uh, a big night for him on Senior Night. I, I think he'll play on Saturday, so hopefully that motivates the team to to play well in front of him. A sweep and a shutout Saturday. I like the boldness there, Viggs. Thanks. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and especially, you know, Arizona, I don't think they have a ton to play for here. You know, there are chances of them to get swept and get knocked out of the tournament. They're they're pretty well locked in, too. And they didn't play last weekend, and they've got a three-week break coming up after the series. So They need a conference badly. You know, it it helps at the end of the year, that's for sure. Yeah, boy, what's uh jeez. They need to get that they need to get that uh building built. They really do. And then they'll have then I think they could get into a conference. But until then it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road to, to hold. I mean, even though if you get three weeks off, even if you're in the tournament, that's 
That's not ideal, Viggs. No, I I think that's a, a tough break for any team to deal with, and then they'll be going into an atmosphere where they're going to be in a big game against a, a probably a, a well known program mm-hmm. and have to perform in a one game shot. You know, you can't ease yourself into that weekend with a first period where you're not, not sharp. Um, and then you know the Pac-12 has got issues with their TV network right now. They're trying to figure out how to keep that together and. It's not like the Big Ten where they're getting a $40 million check every year. So there's a lot of issues at stake there in Arizona State. Will Mariucci be a ghost town this weekend, Jess asks? I'm guessing. Well, I don't think it's going to be a packed house. I know I don't think fans so can get seats for 10 bucks a piece, but you know, the, there's a lot of section games going on this weekend, and it's just – it's not the hot ticket in town right now. And I believe uh, selling the Big Ten games the following weekend are going to be even more difficult. Um, they were not part of the season ticket package. Um, it goes up against the state hockey tournament. Uh, it could be a tough sell, even though it's home games the following weekend, Viggs. Well, you just have to hope they play uh, someone like Wisconsin then, and that creates some sort of – added atmosphere where you might get some fans traveling in uh, the Twin Cities for Madison or people who are living here who are Madison grads. There seem to be quite a few of those who didn't want to live in Wisconsin after they graduated, (laughs) but they like to follow their hockey team. Sort of like the North Dakota fans. I think that's a best-case scenario because it's it's revenue shared by the Big Ten and the ticket share as well. So So you work on news. Good good news, Greenway beats Hermantown. Hermantown. Oh, what a shame. I know. Greenway. Thanks. Greenway hasn't been down here in eight. Well, I guess they could have been here for a tournament. I don't remember. I remember them in the double A tournament. So. Yep. So uh, yeah, that's great news. Yeah, East Side was just yeah, like, last time two thousand one. Really for her Greenway. Yeah, yep. So it has been a while. Back in the Gino Geyer and uh, Andy Sertich days. There you go. Wow. So, Viggs, you're working on part three. When are we going to see part three of your State of the Gopher Hockey program on the, the athletic? I think, barring Jason Zucker talking about how he didn't get traded to Calgary, we'll see it this <laughs> week. Uh, probably either tomorrow afternoon or Friday, depending on how the, the queue goes with the athletic Minnesota. <laughs> A lot of drama with the Wild these days and the Timberwolves, and the Vikings are even somehow making news these days. Just there's there's drama all over everything in sports, politics, religion, whatever you got. There's drama right now. So, what can you do, Hammy? What are you writing this week? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Probably bills <laughs> I have to pay, something like that. <laughs> all right. Well, you know that's our show for this week. You know, be sure to follow uh, Vigo on Twitter at evigo and Hammy at Hammy Hockey. And for those of you listening live, stay tuned and. We'll have some overtime coming up for you next. Uh, for the rest of you, we'll be back next week to recap this series against Arizona State and preview the Big Ten tournament, whoever that may be and whoever else is playing whoever else. So until then, we'll see you next time on the GPL Podcast. 